In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. If a coach or a father or a mentor says, hey, you are a man, I think that's when you know you're a man. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army. We We salute salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and as you can hear, I brought with me... You brought me. Dale (laughs) Culver. Thank you for bringing me. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It just came out of my mouth. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. Hey, you got a man law? Have you? Busy? (laughs) No. I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe if you repent, uh, you can just live a full life without Uh, being busy. That's joking. All right. So, hey... I got a man law for you, and my man law is this. You need somebody to share your dirtiest of dirties with so that you can get it out there. We've talked about this so many times, but I can't help but believe that there are more guys out there that haven't done this yet. So this is a reminder. you got to have that person to share some the stuff that you can't share with anybody else. So who is that for you? Actually, I have several. Um, my group that meets every Wednesday morning, there's three guys uh, right now that uh, I share everything with, and they do the same. So and I'm gonna you. Guess, and my, I'm going to guess Sam. Sam, Ish. I'm going to guess Ish. Brian. I'm going to guess Brian. Brian, yeah, the, the Les Schwab guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? That's a surprise. I and you. That. So I'm kind of an open book, like... You know, yeah, you, me and you don't really have that relationship as much because of the work thing. But I do ask you questions that I know would, and would I frustrate answer you. Yeah, you are really good about answering. Them. I yeah. can't lie to you, and then you, yeah, and I don't want you to lie to I me. Mean, it's not. A big I don't deal. want we both, to lie. We've been around together for so long. It's like we know each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yeah, the worst thing you can do, I think, as a friend, is to not ask the question. Yeah, and the second worst, as a friend, is to not give the answer or to not confess. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I mean, the Bible's very clear about confessing your sins to one another. I'm pretty sure. Pray for each other so you can be healed. If I lied to you, you would know. Yeah, I would. Yeah, <laughs> so you're, you're, no point. you're pretty good about that, man. I mean, and that's why you've been in the game doing ministry since 03, solid. You know, I mean, you took a little two-year break as you're burned out and a little bit wounded, but you're back in the game and good and going for it. So, yeah. all right, man. Well, let's, hey, we're uh, continuing okay. in our... Arena Man Answers. Are you ready for this? And so uh, I'm excited about this, guys. Again, you can hit us up at info at menandarena.org if you have questions. We will uh, throw your name out there, where you're from, if we can figure it out on social media, and we will shoot you off some a little bit of swag just for us uh, using your name. And so uh, appreciate you guys. And so, yeah, go ahead. Do you have the next question? Yes, this is Aaron Sullivan 
from Bennington, Vermont. And he says, why is it so hard to find a battle buddy to open up with? And if you have one, how do you know when the person you open up is a battle buddy? So why, yeah. why is it even so hard to open up and let it all out? Yeah, so there's a, you know, I actually met uh, Aaron in uh, Burlington, Vermont last week. Great guy, runs a men's ministry at his church. So, he's been active in the arena. Yeah, he's active in the arena. So hey, Aaron, uh, great to have you, man. Great to meet you. And he actually drove three hours to come to the conference. Mm. Uh, came alone, just did it. So hey, hey, to answer your question, Aaron, I would just say, first of all, I'm going to put a big warning in all caps. I'm going to hang it on a sign. I'm going to put it over your question that says, do not share battle buddy type of things with somebody who you're not sure if they're your battle buddy. Mm. <laughs> you need to have the talk beforehand. And I think that this battle buddy concept goes back to my friend David Dusick with Rough Cut Men. He talks about a battle buddy. Other guys will call it accountability partners or different things. But you need to know who your battle buddy is before you share with that person. You know, the hard part though is how do you find that person? You know, Dale has a couple guys, two or three guys. I've got a couple guys. But how do you know if you have a battle buddy? How do you know what you can share, how do you know he can handle it? And so why is it so hard to open up? These are all questions. I think the difficulty in opening up to a battle buddy is because you haven't done it before. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I go back to that. I always joke about the Farrah Fawcett poster in the eight in the yeah. 70s with Farrah and that. It was funny. It was a one-piece uh, orange bathing suit that's now hanging in the Smithsonian. It, it's it's really? iconic. It sold That poster sold 12 million copies, and she was in a one-piece. And the, the other poster I thought was really cool is this, it was a really overweight college guy with his shirt off sitting on a keg, and the caption said, no pain, no pain. <laughs> but the one I really remember, it was just a cat. And the cat was like trying to do a pull-up, and it had its chin kind of hanging over the pull-up bar. And the cat had this horrible look of distress on its face, and it said, hang in there, baby. What I would say, man, is you got to hang those words in the air. You just got to throw them out to a battle buddy and confess them and let them hang. And I think a lot of guys, they, they don't do that. Your buddy can handle it, but you just need to let those words hang in the air, baby. Let it hang in there, baby, and let, it, let him digest it. So you throw the words out, you confess your darkness, and you just let it hang there, and you wait. So as far as how do you find a battle buddy, so there are things I, would, I think as a Christian guy— we need to do. We need to look for five things in a battle buddy. All right, you ready for this, Dale? I'm ready. Okay, I call them the five C's. First of all, he needs to be in Christ, Christian buddy, because a Christian buddy understands the struggles that other people don't understand. Second, he needs to be committed to you. You need to meet weekly, very, very regularly. That's very important. Commitment to meet with you weekly. He needs to be committed to you. He needs to be a guy who has your back. He needs to be a guy you can call at two in the morning. He needs to be deeply committed to you and you to him. The next C, he needs to be a man of great character. So just because he's in Christ does not mean he has great character. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear on this. He needs to be a man of integrity, high moral character. The next one, number four, he needs to be a man who's competent. In other words, he needs to understand what it means to be a man. I mean, you can't have a battle buddy, in my opinion, who's a train wreck, who's addicted to porn, who ha- his kids don't talk to him, who's had four wives. I mean, if this guy's not competent in manhood, he's not going to help you. So you need to, you know, water seeks its own level, its own level. You know, a rising tide causes all ships to rise type of thing. That's a JFK quote. And so you need to find a guy who's a high flyer, high floater, you know, a guy who's competent in the things of manhood. And then the last thing, the fifth thing, and to me this is... 
I don't want to say most important because it isn't, but it's a very, very strategic one, and it's chemistry. You need to get along with this guy. You need to relate and interact well together naturally. If you don't, it's going to be a strained relationship. I just am a big fan of chemistry. So hope that helps you out, Aaron. Thanks for the question, man. Awesome. Well, our next question is uh, from John Rogers in California, and he says, how do you know when you become a man? Yeah, and John, I think you're related to a friend of mine, Dave Rogers, Dave and Lisa Rogers. So Lisa, actually, her birthday's the same day as mine, and they go back way back to when my wife and I were brand new Christians and just met. So I've known them uh, for a long time. So I think he's from San Luis Obispo, California, but I I couldn't find that on his Facebook um, profile. So hey, John, thanks for the question. How do you know when you become a man? Well, Gordon Dalby in his book, Healing the Masculine Soul, wrote this, when does my own, what does my own culture offer as validation in a manhood? Driver's license at 16, freedom at 18 to join the army, attend pornographic movies and buy cigarettes and beer. I don't know where you can buy beer at 18, but he wrote this in the book. The message is clear. Becoming a man means operating a powerful machine, killing other men, masturbating, destroying your lungs, and getting drunk, which I thought that was a really interesting quote. (laughs) But what Gordon was trying to say is that we don't have a way to know, Hmm. and the ways our society offers us don't help. You know, So how does a man know he becomes a man? Is it a rite of passage ceremony? Is it getting his first fight? Is it losing his virginity? Is it getting married, the ability to vote, drinking his first beer, fighting for his country, killing his first buck? That may be it. <laughs> if you eat the heart. Is it, yeah, if you eat the heart while it's still pumping. <laughs> getting a job, is it his driver's license? It actually, it's none of those things, Dale. It's how a man responds to each of those things that make him a man. And so I think there are three primary ways that we know that we're a man. The first one is affirmation from other men. If a coach or a father or a mentor says, hey, you are a man, I think that's when you know you're a man. Another one is one I mentioned is a rite of passage. At my church, every year, we take we have a men's retreat or a men's getaway, we call it, and we take seniors in high school, young boys, young guys, and we do a rite of passage with them. We take them through a whole ceremony. We present them with a beautiful engraved knife, and we say that we pray for them. And what we do is we, all the men, 50 men, pick this young man up in the air. We say, we're going to pick you up as a boy and put you down as a man. And we pray over him, and we set him down. We, We introduce him, and we say, he's a man, and we make him walk the gauntlet where every man shakes his hand and welcomes into manhood. There's no doubt in his mind because that rite of passage, he's a man. I did that with all of my sons, and I think it's really important. And I would say the third thing is this, John. In a world, if you know, because I know John, I looked at your Facebook uh, profile. You're you're a dude who's at least my age, right? Maybe maybe even a little bit older. And I would say this to all you guys out there: How do you know you're a man? If you do manly things, you guys need to pick up my book, The Man Card: Five Characteristics Separating Men from Boys, and you need to read it. In that book, I list five things a man does to keep his man card. Men do manly things. So even if you've never went through a rite of passage, even if you never had a man around you to affirm you, if you are doing manly things, according to what I write about in my book, The Man Card, then you are a man. All right? Hey, guys, uh, that's all we have time for. We're going to do one more of these sessions next week. And we'd love to have your questions and love to answer them for you. But I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't done so yet, head on over to our website. The website address is? Meninthearena.org. And when you do that, you'll see a pop-up that says free book. 
You'll uh, put your email in there. You'll get a free copy of my bathroom book for men. It's an electronic version. When you do, we'll add you to our equipping blast, and uh, you'll be locked in and ready to rock and roll with our organization. And guys, we uh, are excited to have you a part of this ministry and this team and being in the arena. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Act like a man. Grind it out. And be a man. Men in the Arena is a non-profit, crowd-funded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version. We're able to freely offer this podcast, weekly equipping blasts, discussion forums, plus our small group resources to the three M's, active military, missionaries, and men in underdeveloped nations. This could only happen because of a large group of generous donors like you. You can find out more about how to support our ministry at meninthearena.org. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.